You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena and pastor of Christ the King University Parish in Missoula, Montana. Increase our faith. It's a perfectly reasonable request. It's a great request from the apostles this day. And so they ask the Lord for an increase in faith, and then he starts talking to them about how they ought to strive to be unprofitable servants and think of themselves as nothing more than that as the result of their actions. What what is Jesus trying to tell us here? What what's he getting at? Is he using that kind of classic hyperbole? I don't think so. I think he's pointing to a deep and old tendency in all of us. And we have to see that tendency in order to understand what it means to be an unprofitable servant. Going back to our first reading, it says, the just one shall live by faith, that it's by our faith that we live. This is certainly pointing back to to the just one in the Old Testament, to Moses. And why is Moses great? Why is he looked upon as the father of Israel, as the greatest of the prophets? Not because of the ten signs in Egypt, not because he shepherded Israel through the desert, not because he gave the law, not even because he spoke to the Lord face to face, but because of his faith. Paul tells us that's what was great about Moses. That was the the thing by which he was justified, was his faith. And so it is with us. But what what does this mean? Jesus says, if you have this faith the size of a mustard seed, you shall command this mulberry tree to be uprooted and thrown in the ocean and it will obey you. I'm not sure how many of you have trusted this, ever gone out in your front yard and commanded that tree that you've never really liked to move somewhere else. It's it's a nerve-wracking thing to think about. Does that mean I don't have faith if I can't command a tree? I have been noticing one of our new neighbors over here have been planting all these beautiful perennials in their front yard. I've thought about just taking, maybe commanding just a few of them to uproot themselves and plant themselves in my empty flower bed in front of the rectory. But I figured I'd probably better just bring a new neighbor a pie or something instead of taking some of his plants. And I'm not sure if that's how it works anyways, but it seems you know, equally arbitrary to just commanding a tree to fly through the air into the ocean. So what is, what's Jesus getting at with this example? I think first, he's saying that faith is not just the things that we do. Faith is supernatural. There's nothing, there's nothing in faith that we can work out. It is, by definition, the work of God. So then you have the servant, the unprofitable servant. For anyone who's been a disciple of the Lord for some time, we just kind of see as our lives go on that there's never really an end to the work, that it is exhausting, that As Paul says, we must not tire of doing the good because the good is endless and it's for the whole of our lives. And the ideal of the Christian disciple is perfection. And so there's always all these ways in which we fall short. Every time we examine ourselves, we realize the ways in which our imperfection sort of hangs in the air. And the temptation is to think that this stuff of the things that we do as disciples 
is the whole of the Christian life, that all it is is a drudgery. As we saw in the gospel just a few weeks ago in the, the, the parable of the two sons, of the prodigal son, as it's more commonly known, the older son, who's faithful to his father, is nothing but resentful and bitter over the work that he's done because he sees himself as a slave to his father. And that is not what it means to be a disciple. Your Christianity begins, the life of a Christian begins precisely where our action ends and where the action of God begins, where the work of God begins in our lives. That is where real discipleship begins. We're not slaves. We're friends of God. We're sons and daughters of God. You know, St. Therese, whose feast day was yesterday, was such a beautiful example of this. That when she writes, she's writing as a daughter, as a spouse of the Holy Spirit, in such a beautiful way. And she, although she is incredibly faithful in the smallest of things, her, her little way is exactly those small and faithful actions of her everyday life, but that's not what her life is about. That's a response to God's love for her. And she asked that the whole world know about that, that the whole world know the amazing things that God has done in her life. She, as a woman who entered the monastery at 15, lived till 24 and wrote exactly one book, asked the Lord to show the whole world who she was, not for her sake, but so that his beautiful love and intimate love for her could be displayed. And a hundred years later, we all know St. Therese. And everybody has read her works and the beautiful way in which her love for God and in response to his love for her has become known to the whole world. That is way greater of a miracle than flinging a tree into the ocean. When we begin to think in this way about our discipleship with the Lord, about his intimate and personal love for us, then the service that we do, the the action of our life, is transformed. It's completely changed. It's no longer just a, a slave and a master. It's the love of family for family. Or, as, as it would have been phrased perhaps last week, the love of a beloved steward for a king who is worthy of our service. That's discipleship. And if we have faith, we will begin to see incredible miracles in our life. And we'll begin to have the courage to ask for them daily from the Lord. And, and the, the mystery of that, the, I guess the, the scary part of asking the Lord for a miracle is the risk of it not happening. What if we ask the Lord for something great and he doesn't give it? Does, then does that mean maybe he doesn't even exist or maybe he does, but he just doesn't love me enough to do the thing that I asked from the bottom of my heart in an authentic way? There's always a risk in that. And the life of faith is taking that risk. And we'll see if we take the risk that the Lord not only answers, but he answers in a way that's infinitely greater than what we asked for. We always ask too small. That's another lesson of Therese. She says you'll be as holy as you want to be, as you really want to be at the bottom of your heart. Whatever we ask for is what the Lord gives. And if we ask for great things, he'll give great things. And if we ask for little things, he'll only give little things. We had search this weekend, and we had 21 searches. It was a beautiful retreat, and many more people kind of 
helping out to plan and run it. And so many of them, as they encounter the Lord, maybe for the first time, maybe not, but as they encounter him, certainly in a more intimate way, had mixed reactions, the mixed reactions that we all have when we receive the call of God to go deeper. First, it's, it's terrifying. You just kind of want to run away because you suddenly realize that that divine gaze, that, that look of God as it penetrates your heart is a scary thing. It's a vulnerable thing. And it's powerful and it's real. But as, as we begin to have the courage, and as I saw in them, the courage to follow that, just dive in a little deeper, our lives become transformed. Our opening prayer phrases it so beautifully. It says, Lord, give us what prayer does not dare to ask. What we Give us the things that we are afraid to even ask for because they seem too great. When we finally have the courage to ask for those things, when we dare to ask for them, that's when our lives will really be transformed. And that's what the Lord's calling us to every day. That to, to just not let the things that we do define our discipleship, but let him begin to act in a real way in this world. That's when the world will be transformed. There's nothing that we can do to transform it. It's only going to be through the Lord. And the more we make ourselves vessels of that, the more we will say, see our lives and the whole world transformed.